Hi, sweetheart. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, good. Now, now I'm re- recording. It's not. Hold on. You're not comfortable. Is that? Can you hear me? Y- yeah. Okay. Hello. Hi, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> that was hella awkward. You should have like made sure you were comfortable. <laughs> well, I didn't realize I had to like sit up and talk. I was very, I was very comfortable before. Anyway. Uh, just for peeps that don't know, so Sophia's mic is basically she sat in like a recliner type chair. Yeah, when she and I, um, these it's just it's like a rocking chair, and it's I'm just so tempted to yeah. put my head back. And now that <laughs> I've got these new mic arms, she's able to literally just have the mic plopped right next to her while she yeah, reclines not, during. Yeah, these. but like not really. I still have to sit <laughs> up. Anyway. Yeah. Um, right, so, we're back. What are we doing this week? So this is my. Um, topic that I <laughs> thought that we should revisit essentially, which is finance 2.0. Um, so I thought, you know what, are we because I got the feedback I did get from the from the first finance we we did was like pretty good. So I thought, you know, okay, let's revisit this. Yeah. Let's come back to it, but then let's rather than just doing the same thing over again, um, let's try and take it like a step forward and like so I've gone away and I've done a bit of research <laughs> um, mainly on things I'd like to know more about and just from the outset I'm obviously this is not this does not constitute as financial advice I am not a financial advisor nope neither if am I if you need any financial help then I highly suggest that you go and seek out an independent financial advisor to help you with those matters and anything and that do your I, own research yeah and anything that is said here is purely um, my own personal preference or what I have found. And I highly implore you to or research. Or like your perception of things. Yeah. So please don't come to me Why with any legal discount? court case. No, this is what they do on every finance <laughs> okay. video on YouTube. They, none of, from the jump, they always just be like, literally this. <laughs> so this is your disclaimer. If you make a decision based off what we say today, I am in no way form any way shape or form being held accountable or me can you and can you put me in that category Sophia thank you very well. much anything that said jeez so and now that we've right all right we've done that, that now thanks tom <laughs> god what a fun sponge so yeah no you gotta drop it because people can get legal on you and i'm, I'm not about that life, <laughs> that's not man. really a british thing though to be fair huh no well people might be listening in america i'm not trying to get if you no. trip on someone's shoelace in america you can sue <laughs> All right, so just as a starting point, um, before we move forward with the stuff this week, how about we just quickly go back over, like, our personal foundation, which is Dave Ramsey's baby steps. So if you want to quickly run them down, do you remember them? Something about finance? No. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What is it? It's uh, save up a thousand pounds. Yeah, and the point So then you have an emergency fund. And not also not only that, just to like, it's like to give you a bit of a mental boost so that you can take on the battle to come because the next step is quite tooth. No, go on then. Uh, yeah, so then after the saving off a thousand, it's um, now we're going to... Get debt free. Yeah, we're going to have a mini argument on this. So it's get debt free. Pay off all your debts. except your mortgage. Yeah. And in my mind, I also put slash your student loan. Um, which I know Sophia doesn't necessarily agree with. What are you talking about? I want... I- Yes, I I want that to be considered a debt. Yeah. You don't agree with it. I don't, yeah. I, yeah. I'm i just saying I have a different stance on that. Yeah, well, we talked about that in the last one. Yeah. Um, and then the next one is... Three to six, <laughs> three to six months yeah, of emergency. Yeah, corona time, you definitely need that Emergency one. savings, <laughs> preferably three months worth of savings. And that is um, basically any, any living expenses. So that would be your rent, uh, bills, food, like... The essentials. Essentials yeah. for three months, ideally six. Um, and then the fourth one is something to do with, it's either uh, pay for college. Is that paying no, for the your... No, fourth one, the fourth one is um, retirement plans. Oh, yeah, it's retirement plans and then... Slash investing. And then pay for college for your kids and then uh, pay off your mortgage. Yeah, pay it off early. 
pay off, off early and then number seven is like give back and yeah, like so we don't like, like that because <laughs> it's like oh okay so i've got to wait till i'm a millionaire and everything's paid off before i give 10 pounds yeah. to oxfam so like that's not that's not gonna run continue building wealth and give back yeah so it's like after you've gone through all of that now all of a sudden you can start being um, i think he's i'm being facetious i think he's he's perfectly okay with the idea of giving two pounds to but no, but maybe he isn't because there's people that like want to give gifts and stuff and then yeah. they call up and then he's like, nope, you need to be paying your debt, pay your debt, pay your debt. I think you really so, get tested when it's family members as well, to be fair. Yeah. Anyway, so those are the baby steps. And we were talking last week, the last episode about, <clears throat> on finance, about getting through those steps and what that looks like. And then we also debated the student loan sort of aspects of that. Is that a debt? Is it not? Um, and then also we looked at uh, property. So what's the benefit of having, of saving up to buy property? Like, what does that look like? Why we, would we do it? And then for this one, because uh, we got good feedback on like the, I guess the idea of being able to think about your financial future or try and set yourself up for success. Because... I, I don't know maybe as a generation or just culturally we, we don't talk about money we don't talk about these things but you know we what? don't we don't ever get taught these things in school so it's sort of like you get thrust into the world of whatever um, like you know work and and you just you get yeah. a pension with your workplace and then that's it like you just sort of wait for everything to turn out okay I really honestly I feel like that's by design the more and more I've learned I really because there's whether you like it or not like for example take the workplace pensions a lot of money is being made without you even realizing. <laughs> yeah. So whilst your company or whatever is contributing, so think about it, your company's probably gotten some sort of a discount because they've got not only your pension, but everybody else's pension in the company pulled together and they have signed up with a specific broker. You don't even get a, cho- a choice in, in terms of who looks after your pension. So for example, in my case, my company signed up to Royal London. The one before that was Aviva. Mm-hmm. Um and then obviously each of those companies have their own like fees um, attached to it. And then not only that, they have their own investment strategy. Yeah. So you don't get a say. In and you that. also, yeah. you, you get charged a fee if you want to consolidate your pensions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just, and that's why I really, I, I, the reason why I'm saying I think it's by design is because obviously if more people were aware of like, and, and took like the took more responsibility of like their pensions and that their future and stuff. I feel like it basically it 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 caused trouble for these companies. It would put more yeah. pressure on them. So but, the idea with this one was to, I guess, think about pensions investing. The so the that the number four step, right? So assuming yeah, you don't have big, massive yeah. debt. Like this is about setting yourself up for financial freedom in the future or being able to retire peacefully, not having to work in a calf in your 70s. Yeah, and also as well, um, my main motivation as well, like to come back to this, as you said, is that number four. But then also, um, I feel like you should be mindful of it even as you're going through all of the other stages. Because I find I found that like, especially, I, I honestly, I really do think, like I thank God that, I've gotten on top of this finance stuff or I've got a bit more structure in this and like following this baby step plan stuff because um, I feel like it's given me a goal. I know what comes next. Yeah. And I feel like, okay, so we're in this stage of like saving up an emergency fund and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, that's all good. But it's good to also like be mindful of what's coming down the track. Yeah, because it's like, okay, when we get to that level where we've got that that savings pot, then what next? Like what? Where do I put that money next? Yeah, because also as well, it could be a thing of like, you could maybe lay the groundwork for that now. Yeah. And like the sooner that you do that, the the easier the transition to that stage will be. So in thinking about, so you want to talk about um, pensions, investing. uh, Oh, oh, but but before that, I wanted, um, before we get into the nitty gritty and stuff, um, I just, just as a quick fun one, um, just to maybe talk about what are our own personal like financial sins slash financial financial gifts. sins yeah so like what do you think you've been guilty of and then what do you think you've been good at when it comes to money in the past just generally you don't have to like be specific I don't, well you came up with this what would you i, I i've come up with more for you <laughs> <laughs> i feel like it's harder to pin down what i 
No, can, no, can, we an- think can we answer it for each other and then tell each no, other if we're right? No, that's not fair. Okay, go on. No, that's... What do you think about my sins? What do you think my sins are? Um... I can't say that you're not generous because you are. Um, I, I, I think your financial sin, if you did have one, I don't think you do have any, which is scary, um, would be, I think you'd fall into that category of person that would find it hard to spend money. Oh, no, I don't find it hard. No, I think, really? You yeah, have me I, all wrong, honey. No, I honestly, I think that if you were, if you had spent a lot of time saving up like a substantial amount of money i feel like you would have a harder time or no not even that you know what let's pin it down to where it is rather than have a hard time spending of course you can spend money i think it's seeing the value in like super expensive stuff yeah that's not a sin though that's i'm just like not... they have their value in their yeah, place but i'm just but not dumb like that's the difference dumb. i feel like you'll be super cynical towards it and you'll just be yeah like, i'm not gonna buy a balenciaga shirt that has is a shirt with a t-shirt attached to it but if you've you seen them have, once no, i haven't seen balenciaga ridiculous in, man these dad but... trainers <laughs> sorry i don't find the reason to buy dad trainers no but no honestly i feel like you're I've, call me a sinner that's not really a financial <laughs> sin though this is what i feel like it's a bit trivial with you, Do you know what that's I think, why i want to I think, hear it from you well now i'm thinking about it what i think my sin is is that i spend i don't spend for ages and then i'll splurge i'll pack i, I need to oh, sort so of you like, feel like you're a binge spender yeah like i need to get out of my system like i won't buy i won't buy clothes if i won't ever buy clothes maybe twice a year yeah and each but each of those is like a 200 pound basket yeah <laughs> actually that is true you do go ham like you have your but like, then to be sprints. fair with all with the way my weight's fluctuating I, the last one I had to return everything anyway <laughs> <laughs> so none of it fits it was too big too small so I just I think it, it came to like 180 or 160 something like that yeah. and then I returned basically all of it anyway no it wasn't 100 it was oh was I it I guess wait no, no you're, so but you're you know a, what I mean that's, I think a, that's my thing you're a seasonal spender then yeah like quit, yeah. i'll kind of need to get it out of my system like oh i miss i miss this so i need to get that and then i'll just buy it all now yeah. like same with books like i won't i won't just buy a book when i need it yeah. i'll like go in and buy like five books what about yours i so like here's no but then what's your financial gift oh that i that i can be like ruthless with with saving <laughs> like are. i i i know that i'm capable of that i saved up um how and how many months i think i in four months i saved up enough to travel um and yeah and then i i also saved up our emergency fund um the first the first no i saved up basically like our wedding fund do you remember yeah i was basically like no i'm i've got this because we were like still debating like what our or like negotiating what our financial style was like you were very much you weren't on this on this wave at that time no, I was not. Whatsoever. so you were still kind of like not f- fathoming the idea that you could like put something aside each month and like and then commit to that and then let go of these other things i think you were still in that mindset whereas i was like i'm i would by that point i was conditioned i knew exactly what the goal was and i knew how to get there and that was what it was going to be and i was just ruthless so i saved up like quite a bit of money i was living at home obviously but like still i saved up a lot of money to be able to to uh you know pay for, pay for all of that like our honeymoon um what was it so the little I'm, mini moon that yeah. we did in the cotswold darling do you remember um so okay so those, that's your financial sins and your financial gifts um so for you because obviously i feel like you've come at it from a different starting point you were already gifted per se in terms of like saving money what like have you taken anything away from these baby steps has it like helped and assisted you in any way or yeah it kind of just reaffirms that i was right <laughs> <laughs> no seriously I feel uh, like... has it like helped you in it well in what ways do you think it's helped you well i think the idea of the um paying paying off debt and basically the idea of, of perseverance so that the goal is the goal and don't try and negotiate with it it is what it is yeah and do everything you possibly can to reach that goal i think 
some people like incremental goals, whereas I kind of like the idea of having, like for example, for a New Year's whatever resolutions, like I wrote a number, I just had a number in my head of how much I wanted to save this year. And I feel like that drives me, like having that number, it's almost the equivalent to, you know, if you want, if there was a debt that you needed to pay, like, oh, you've got 10 grand worth of credit card debt. Okay, that's that. That's a big number. And then I think I, I actually respond well to that. Yeah. Because it's like this big number that I've got to chip away at. Whereas I find I find that majorly demoralizing. Yeah. So I feel like I know I sort of have an idea like of how I respond psychologically to financial goals. I don't like the idea of having to to sort of be more fluid with my goals. Of yeah. Save a little as much as you can. You know, all put all put twenty a month away. You know, or whatever. Because it's like no, if I've got this goal in in my mind. Or, you know, and that kind of thing. You like being more direct. And then I know that I can put, I could put 80 yeah. away. I'm not going to stick to the 20 a month that was pre, like, does that make sense? Like, I will throw everything yeah. at that goal. That's, I, I don't know, that kind of like like the his style in that sense. His style, particularly when it comes to paying off debt, is to is to do that. Yeah, it's take no prisoners. Like yeah, that. and I feel like he, he gets that sort of his approach and I can so see how that would not resonate with so many people. But I think the reason why it works is that basically it forces you to mature and grow up, grow up and realize that, oh no, I'm in this mess. I'm in this situation. Take responsibility. Don't, yeah, it, he doesn't wrap you in cold wool, basically. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I like that approach because that's, I don't like that. I don't like feeling like there's a, there's a goal and, um, or there isn't, or I don't like feeling like there isn't a goal and I'm just supposed to, quote, do my best. Like everyone that's like, yeah, no, I save, I try to save. Okay, for, for what? Because there will always be something worth spending. Yeah, there right? always is. Especially so, for me, I could find so much stuff that I could spend money on equipment or... Exactly. Sorts. I want to buy half the Arsenal flipping whereas, shop at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> whereas if you know that there's a goal in mind that you said you were, you said you were going to save two grand that year. So where is it? get it done, get it done, you know? Yeah. you. M- I mean, if you didn't have that goal in mind, you may or may not have saved up to two grand anyway, right? Well, you know what? But, then but that's I feel not the like, point. I feel like, for example, I guess this is one good thing about the baby step plan. Like the fact that it says, um, you know, like the emergency fund, that's literally saving for the sake of saving. It's not saving because you want like a certain thing no it's still got a number attached though you know what the number is so when you do the calculation of your salary your living expenses times three then you know there's a quantifiable number that's that's what i get a kick out of but i mean as in like you normally as you said in your example someone would be like oh i want to save up two grand but i feel like this plan essentially gives you like a why behind that yeah not just saving for the sake of saving like yeah, yeah, it, it yeah. gives you that like structure or i feel like it gives you like a reason or some sort of purpose yeah the only thing that's missing though is actually living a life yeah <laughs> so for example that and that that's uh, that's where his his ruthlessness yeah, you know, what's, it, his, it's, what's his thing rice and beans right yeah <laughs> eat, eat your beans and rice rice and beans yeah, he, he gets like that. For I think there's something there though for debt. Like if you've put yourself in a mess where you've got a hundred grand of of whatever debt, then get yourself out of that so that you can breathe and you can live and you can start a new life kind of thing. But you know, if you don't have massive amount of debt and you're just saving because you're trying to save and behave yourself and you know set yourself up for success blah 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 well you're gonna need some holidays in between. Like if you can afford that. I mean if you can afford to save then you can afford a holiday. So there's yeah. always that that push and pull of what do we put our money to next kind of thing. So he doesn't factor in enjoy yourself, get married or visit yeah, or go go to your friends' weddings cars. or yeah. buy a car because like you need a car or or you know, it doesn't it doesn't even factor in buying a house. If that was something you wanted to do, I think in, if you were to ask him, he would just say, "Well, pay for it, in, pay for it in cash." I'm like, "Okay, bro, like that's not that's not. We're never <laughs> gonna be able to." So it's kind of like, "Okay, I don't, you know." So when you've done your emergency fund, you're setting up for retirement. 
there's I don't know just there's not enough spaces in there to live your life whether that is like enjoying your life or or saving up for yeah, a car yeah, or a house or whatever it is that you want in life but I guess I the guess, materialistic yeah. the materialistic stuff right I guess his argument would be um and I've, I have heard him made made it like a couple times um it's it that period of like knuckling down and stuff isn't forever yeah but it still I mean that's five ten years of knuckling down yeah where you haven't gone on holiday and you haven't you haven't done anything fun. You've barely gone to restaurants and it's like, well, I don't know if that's realistic. And also, you might die tomorrow. Yeah, that's true. And it's just like that whole kind of friend. thing is sort of missing <laughs> for me. But what I do take from it is the, um, you know, that yeah, emergency fund really sensible should have that. That's great. You know, retirement should be thinking about that. Um, and just the idea of well, we know what we know what the emergency fund number is. And you can do calculations. I know you've got some calculations there of like figuring out what your retirement could be. So when there's a number in mind, then you can you can work towards it and chip away at it. Yeah. But what was I say? So the whole thing of this, right, is that I think the the reason to care about this is that if you just stick to your workplace pension, with your private oh, pension, you want to pensions. I'm just saying the premise to care about your financial future. Oh, like we're all in our 20s or whatever, like you're not, you, you don't really care. You're just counting on this pension coming back to, you know, give you a snuggle when you're 70. Okay, <laughs> but listen, like stat, the, the statutory pension is... is, is look, look, that at the moment is £172 per a week. week. And that's gonna, if anything, it's gonna go down. Yep. And then if you're paying into a pension at your workplace, they legally only have to pay you three percent and if you're getting more than that that's great but it's still if you if you think about the fact that you're paying in eight percent you're paying in five your employer's paying in eight and you're in 30k for whatever you actually like i mean in the end you end up with a few grand like it's it's actually it's ridiculously low basically look into your workplace pension actually confront the reality of what you're paying into how much you're paying in how much your employer is paying in and then calculate what that actually would amount to when you're of retirement age and you'll quickly realize that that is not going to even scratch the surface of being able to live comfortably live peacefully you know forget all the retirees that go on yachts i'm not even thinking on that level i'm just thinking about being able to pay for your for your heat and water like it it really does not set you up for success and that's why it's so important that we start thinking about this now so that we can start setting ourselves up for that in the future yeah i i highly agree like i've seen some of the um like there's this pension calculator which should be in the description um but it's basically from um pensionb.com so if you go on their website and you go on the they've got a tab called knowledge and then just scroll down and you'll see the pension calculator. You can put in like your current like financial status as it is right now. And it, it's nuts. Like, so for example, if you're on like maybe what, like 25, 30K, which is like, I think is that's the UK average. Oh yeah, fair at enough. At the moment. That's why I picked that. Um, it's you essentially like, and if you're doing like the bare minimum, which most people are doing. Which most people even, do. Cause you you want more care. money in your pocket. Yeah. I think your pension only amounts to like the equivalent of um like four or five k annually. <laughs> it's so dead. Uh, so I mean, no, it's like it is crazy. Like this is was it annually? Hold on. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, annually. Yeah, that's your annual, and then divide that by twelve, and then <laughs> like this, you will very, very quickly. And you ca- also, so we're also assuming that you have paid off a mortgage. You have, you don't owe anyone any yeah. rent, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, and you don't. You're not paying council only, tax, or yeah, exactly. I think that's the only saving grace in this is that they assume. I think most people assume that you would have paid off your your house, so you don't have to worry about living costs. So naturally, yeah. your cost, hopefully, as you grow older, will be much, much lower. But, yo, if you've been spending, like, what, 40 years working away... To get five grand a year yeah, back. Yeah, like, nah, that's just... Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> stupid. 
It's actually really, And the really thing is, sad. I think you're right. People do assume, I think the system's set up to, to assume that you have paid off your house. But we all know what the what what the situation is for for us. You know the the reality is is that there are, there'll be many people in our generation that haven't even come close to buying a house. Yeah, that's why they call us Generation Rent because they think that we're never gonna ever like yeah. be homeowners and. We'll so just then, be when you couple that, goes. when you couple that with the the challenge of having a decent pension, the amount of money that that we would be able to get matters so much more because it has to it has to include almost as a buffer zone you know it has to include a rent payment yeah so So uh, let's get into it well okay so this is the stuff that i've learned so just to give you guys a quick overview and again um links will be in the description and also as well please take the time to learn about this yourself so the main thing you need to know is um there's three types of pension so there's a state pension which is the one that comes from the government as we said, it currently stands at one hundred and uh, hundred and seventy-two pounds a week. But as we all know, by the time we our generation hits a retirement age, I uh, saw estimates that it's going to go down to one hundred and fifty. And our retirement keeps going up, doesn't it? So. Yeah, and there's that too. Like the retirement age, the, so the time that you can even claim that money, it just seems to be getting put <laughs> off. Like it went from sixty-five, and now it's I think it went from sixty, sixty-five, and it, now they're talking 68? about sixty-seven, sixty-eight. Yeah. So it's just. Who knows? By the time we get there, it'll probably be like seventy-five and whatnot. Like it's just gonna mm-hmm. be an absolute piss take. Um, <laughs> and then also as well, this is another mad thing, and you need to bear this one in mind. Um, you only get a hundred. So you have to have worked in the UK and paid national insurance contributions for thirty years in order to get the full amount of the statutory yeah, pension of the, yeah and if you've worked less than if you've made less than 10 years worth of national insurance contributions you're ineligible to get state pension hmm. so you have to have worked between 10 and 30 years and then the maddest thing is if you've worked under like say if you worked between the 10 to 30 they do some sort of mad algorithm division maths or whatever and you're so you'll go from hmm. having 150 or 172 is like a, 30 years no questions asked a week week. 172 pounds a week yeah to then like if you've done maybe like say 28 then you'll be like 125 pounds or if you've only done like 10 years then you'll get like 49 quid a week like it's just so there's that element like you just i wouldn't rely solely on that but it's there and it counts towards your pension um, yeah your final like retirement and stuff so there's that one the next one we touched on which is the workplace pension yeah um so again there's like a minimum contribution from yourself and your employer all of the um people that i can see that are um there's two schools of thoughts on this but a a large section of the financial advisors i've seen talking on this um topic have said just go for the maximum that you're you know like some companies will allow you to yeah to, to put in more of a contribution they're like just do it because essentially it's free money so like the way they were saying is like you're putting in you're paying 80 pounds but effectively when your employer puts their contribution in as well it's like you're getting you're paying you're getting 200 yeah um and you should just basically just go ham on that one and then alongside and then the way that works is again i already touched on it is your pension is grouped with everybody else in your company um, and then your pension pot is then invested by another company that will then, they'll put it into different assets that they believe will give you returns and stuff. I think as well, if you go onto their websites, you'll be able to um, have a bit more control in terms of like what the investment style is and you can have it to be a bit more risky to hopefully bring you in more returns or you can just be more conservative so you can just get like a fixed, um, uh, fixed, uh, <laughs> fixed income or fixed rate of return it will buy obviously it will be much much lower mm-hmm. um workplace pensions as well you can apparently you can access them from the age of 55 mm-hmm. um and they're just tax efficient which is the reason why a loads of people like advocate for them and then the second type the third type um which i think like op- like i think we might need to do it ourselves is the self-invested um, pension. And this is typically... Um, for self-employed people. Yeah, it's typically for self-employed people, but it's also open to anybody that wants to, like, you know, 
like taken a, a step up in terms of like trying to save money and stuff mm-hmm. um so again as well with this one you you basically direct the um the investments and stuff and the reasons why you would do it over just like regular investing is the there's like a tax efficiency in there as well mm-hmm. like you get 25 percent off or you get like a tax break attached to it um and obviously that comes from you can only go to like um approved brokers for it who will have their own management fees mm-hmm. and costs and charges unfortunately it doesn't seem like there's always somebody waiting with their hands up to take something from you um so yeah those are the main three so that's um self self-invested or you'll see it referred to as sips mm-hmm. so self-invested private pension the workplace pension and then the state statutory yeah um, state pension yeah can you just any cl- questions can you clarify so when you said so we we put money in a month every month to a, and our company so our company i don't know what do we call it so i work for tesco and i'm paying in and tesco work with aviva as their pension provider mm-hmm. so i'm paying into this pension Tesco's paying into it aviva's collecting the money they're also collecting the money from every other Tesco employee. Yeah. And then Aviva has this massive pension pot filled with every employee's uh, contributions and they just get to play about with it. Yeah. As much as they want, do stuff and on the promise that it will return eventually to all of these employees when they retire. Yeah. And in the process, they're also charging Tesco a bunch of fees to manage their pension. Well, from what I've understood, and I might be incorrect. And that's how, yeah. and that's how they profit. Yeah, because they're constantly charging you a fee. Because in their minds, they're like, "Yo, well, we've taken your money and we've managed and to we're grow do- your and money." And we're just, yeah, yeah so, and we're growing it, so we're going to take a cut. Yeah. Okay. And Fair enough. You're basically because they're because they won't just have Tesco. They'll have like Morrison's pensions. Yep. They'll have um, other companies' pensions they they essentially are like a giant hedge fund so they're yeah. able to like wield more like financial power when it comes to like and as employees we yeah. can't choose who our prevention pension it provider is i think you you can but it's not easy let's just yeah. say that there are services out there where like they can transfer everything yeah, into exactly, one place because yeah. the other thing is if you move jobs and you go to a different pension provider you've basically if you don't do something about it you've lost all the other pensions you've put into so you need to move every time you move (laughs) job you need to move your pension with it so i so again i i've just come from a royal london pension and i think i'm about because i've recently started a job i think the new job has an aviva pension yeah so i need to get in touch with royal london make them move it pay a fee which basically basically will be like silly like it will actually be a significant chunk because i've because the pension that i've got so right now is so small that their 20 percent management fee or whatever yeah. basically cuts into the whole thing anyway um anyway and then uh i think every time you move you need to just keep keep an eye on that yeah and also just keep like that just look this picture i have in my mind which just bugs me is like imagine being like 65 or something and then you're now having to remember all these passwords. 17 and log- pensions, and, yeah. yeah. Login details for all these different pension pots that you'll have. It's just... I don't remember the one I had f- four <laughs> years ago. Yeah, I know, I know. I lost money already. Oh, it? God, yeah. No, for real. <laughs> the only saving grace is that I was earning so little that yeah. whatever I was putting in was probably pennies anyway. Yeah, So, but then apparently as well, and I need to, this is what I need to dig down into. Um, You, you can... Um, I think opt out of the pension that your company gives you by default and then have them pay into your self-invested pension instead mm. which I think if that but is then the you're case, not getting the, the workplace option. but then you're not getting the workplace contributions and if your workplace is offering to pay up five percent if you pay five five percent will pay five percent I believe there is some discretion then that's ten percent that, I, I like sometimes I like from what I was seeing on some of these videos they're like oh some players some employers will actually do that for you like they will invest in hmm. your but again as you just reacted there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's one of those I mean, ones that if you if they if they do help you out like yo that's that's amazing um, yeah but don't i mean i wouldn't expect yeah. an employer to really do that but yeah, right you, you've yeah. just left their pen their 
they're already pissed they have to pay your pension and now you're asking them to to pay it into a little private pot like <laughs> yeah like whatever mr exclusive or mr. and if they do it for you then they have to do it for everyone else i just yeah, yeah. but yeah either way look it just from what i can see the um the options is is literally just just take the first two the the state and the um the workplace one and obviously stay on top of all your workplace pensions but then I would suggest trying and like knuckle down and like as Dave even says it's like start putting some start taking ownership yourself and putting putting some towards it um yeah and so and what I'm seeing um like from all these advisors and stuff so Martin Lewis he just basically says take your age half it um and then that's the percentage of um oh, what's it called of um the money of money from your paycheck that you should be putting towards your pension. Wait, so if you're 28, you should be putting in 14. Yeah, but, 14 a month. Yeah, 14 percent. But what he says is um deduct the workplace because you've already so if the you know the combined yeah. you plus your employer. So say you're paying five percent. Yeah. Into the workplace, okay. And then just so you need to just top up the difference. Okay. And then obviously with that, it's like the older you get, the more your contribution is naturally going to have to be. Yeah. Um, and then Dave Ramsey takes it even further. Um, so his belie- basically he um, discounts the idea. He, he doesn't believe in the workplace pension one. Um, he just like, he's basically saying, how many times have you seen on the news that uh, the company's gone bust and all the pensions have gone bust with it? Yeah. And he's basically saying that, look, Yes, it's there, but you're not in direct control of it, so you cannot rely on it. So right. he would, he, in his mind, he says that he halves the value of that um pension. So if it's like, um, so say for example, we're um you're thirty years old, you need to be putting away fifteen percent um each month. He says, and your workplace pension is like eight percent. He says half that that workplace pension is now four. So he's like, don't assume that it will be there because you don't know what will happen with that company. When you say half it, do you mean half it in the sense of when you're doing your calculations and figuring out the value of what you've got in your pot? Yeah. That the workplace only counts for half? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 He takes a very cynical view. It's like, if it's there, it's there, but I'm not going to take it. I'm not counting on it. Yeah, exactly. To like bolster up my pot so I can say I've got all this money for my pension when actually 30% of it might go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or like there might be like you don't, again as well you don't know what that company is invested in they could invest in a company that goes bust when you're, you're talking about like, the Tesco so te- yeah. Aviva with this massive pot yeah. is invested in a company has has put all your money all your hard earned money into investments that flop yeah exactly yeah like you, yeah you but know, then like, aren't Aviva <laughs> liable to then cover for that well not necessarily like this is obviously they'll do their damnedest to make sure that they're like diversified and they'll provide yeah. regular updates and i'm sure if you look hard enough you'll be able to see what your pension money is being invested into um but yeah like yeah that is a possibility so but the, i guess the whole premise of this though is that don't don't take the workplace pension as like the the gospel the, yeah, or for granted, the, yeah, yeah don't take it for granted don't don't think that that is that is the one source of truth for you because it really it really doesn't doesn't cut it yeah definitely get, look into self-invested ones. get yeah, yeah get acquainted with the other versions and then also get acquainted with your pension what your workplace is doing whether you can and and i suppose like what you said like those those different stances do you put in the maximum do you ask for the maximum yeah or do you uh do you take that money elsewhere like figure out what what you what you want to do when you do your research and you, also yeah to get um get in contact with the whoever the pension provider is make sure you are familiar with like their yeah. interface and like find out what you need to do in terms of like moving it from company to company and all that jazz yeah like, i've just, been putting off moving mine because yeah. of the fee but then i just thought well you, you it's just have done to, you have to, have it, to take i'd rather in. that because yeah. yeah okay so then we've looked at pensions a way to set yourself up for financial success is to obviously take matters into your own hands. Um, so you can have your pension ticking along if, if that's what, you know, and, and get that sorted and get that in place. But then you've also been looking into and doing a lot of investing. Yeah. Which uh, I think is an even scarier concept. It's something that we don't really think about. It's It's for the, you know, the Wolf of Wall Street kind of people. It's not for us. And I don't know 
what you can say on that but i know that you've been using a free app which is called i've been using two so i use free trade and i use trading 212 free trade and trading 212 so these these apps basically show you all all publicly traded companies not all so um they have a, a wide selection let's just put it that way so for example they don't have any asian companies at the moment on either app um but trading 212 seems to have the most out of the two so they've got pretty much all the u.s stocks um plus a, a decent selection of like um european stocks as well so i personally i just use trading 212 for um my european stocks and then most of my portfolio is managed through um free trade so these are accessible ways for the layman yeah they call us robin hood investors because the first app in this space um is called robin hood Mm-hmm. Um, and they're in the states and it's so much so that now we're actually a problem when it comes to the stock market like <laughs> all of the investment science like has just gone out of the window so for example coronavirus has happened yeah but if you was to look at like the S&P 500 which is like a benchmark for all the top 500 companies um, and they just of the top 500, how much are they, how well are they performing? Yeah, exactly. It's just an overview. So there's benchmarks. Um, so benchmarks are the S&P 500, which is the US, NASDAQ, which is the top 100 tech companies, Dow Jones, which is the industrial companies in the US, and then FTSE 100, which is the UK, the CAC 40, which is the French 40 companies, and then the DAX. I don't know what that stands for, but that's the top 30 German companies. And these are benchmarks that people typically will um, track their own investment for performance against because the basic belief is that like if something happens with FTSE then something will happen with Dow Jones or vice versa oh yeah they're all linked but I mean as in like you so if you've picked your own individual um, stocks you can see week to week how well you're performing against those benchmark stocks oh okay yeah so it's like basically is that am I effective with my stock choices or should I just like buy the FTSE 100 and just keep it moving That that type of that's that's essentially what that is but anywho like what I was saying is is that um, because you've got all these now new investors that have never really invested in the past before, they're just buying companies they like, like Tesla or Apple. The prices of those companies just keep going up and up and up and up and up. Um, and it's just it's it's just taken every <laughs> every all of the things that um like your Bloomberg types or um like your wall streets or the square mile everything all the old ways of like operating in the markets have just completely been thrown by the wayside hmm. because you've now got all these like young and erratic people that are just like tearing up the the old ways of working basically all. a bunch of toddlers have crashed the party yeah they're buying like and penny stocks are really popular because people think to themselves like oh one p a share four p a share i can buy this now and it's gonna be the next like big thing and then it will just hmm. yeah so it's it's kind of made things exciting because it's like now there's a bit of hope like if enough of us small people think something good can happen we like are now a force in the market whereas before it was like um he's the big hedge fund managers and Mm. all of that jazz so but yeah it's like i really do feel like it's been by design like and this is the second time i'm using that phrase but it's true though I, I really do feel like all of this like the terms and like the technical science and stuff all the jargon yeah it's just used just to make psych you out yeah it, quite literally like you, it makes it feel like it's impossible to like wrap your head around it and personally it's not like it's how so when did you you've been stud not studying it but like you've, you're very interested in it and you were looking into it a lot. Yeah. You were studying it somewhat. I, st- I still consider myself to be studying it because I've not put in vast amounts of money. I've literally only put less than 500 quid at this moment. Yeah. Actually, no, I'm, I think I'm there now. But do you get what I'm saying? I, like, and when you say that, you mean that you say, say like you you have, and just for example, starting out, yeah. you would invest five pounds in Burberry or something well, like yeah, that. Well, yeah, no. So yeah, my first investment was like, um, I literally bought one share of the um, FTSE 100 yeah and I was just watching it and just seeing what it was doing and like I found that through actually putting in your own money or my own pennies like I've actually cared about yeah the outcome more than if I was just doing a demo account yeah um, and then like through that like all the, the losses and the wins and stuff like I've been able to build up a, a knowledge base and just like ask my question like ask questions like why has this gone down like 
or why has this gone up or there's yeah. been no news today why did the price even change and like just just learning the dynamics and i only feel like you can only really learn it if you are like actively, actively participating yeah, exactly. and then you only put in money that that you you can afford to lose yeah exactly because obviously i'm saving i'm co-saving with you and clearing been clearing debts and all the rest of that jazz yeah um We've been clearing debts. We, no, just to, what, like what talking about. <laughs> no, I mean like just getting on top of the the money and stuff. Well, yeah, we're saving yeah. up for emergency funds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just um, what's the word? This has sort of been your hobby on the side. Yeah, because like, I yeah. wanted like I'm not gonna imagine if I was to take some of our money and put like a thousand pounds down. Yeah. Or not even a thousand or ten thousand down, and then kaput, it's gone. Like, and also as well, I guess what's at stake here is the ability to save money. So rather, because what would happen is like, oh, me go to like a brokerage and then the broker then gets to... Decide what you do. Yeah, exactly. Or take, charge, you a charge fee. me fees and stuff. So essentially by me taking this time to learn myself, I'm saving myself like maybe in a lifetime, like hopefully like a couple thousand in fees and stuff. Yeah. Cause so, you're, but it is a lot of manual work. Yeah. But it's been fun. Like, I, yeah. and it, 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 I don't know, it's like, it's You've, like unlocking the code. Yeah, pretty much. Like I've learned. Um, so, you know how we have our tax codes and stuff. So there's yeah. like the basic rate, then there's the um fifty the uh, the higher earners tax rates and stuff. Like so, for example, capital gains. So, well, sorry, that's the tax you pay on like in the UK when you make your money from the stock market. That tax is only like I think it's like twenty five percent or twenty percent. So think about it. If I'm earning my money mostly through capital gains. I've already paid half the amount of tax I would have paid than if I was being paid through like a salary. Do you get what I'm saying? No, because you're not on a forty percent tax. No, bracket. but I mean, as in, if I was. Oh, if you're on the big, big, big. Yeah, if you're bucks. on the big money, yeah. So for those guys, if they want to avoid like being taxed, being taxed, they just get involved in the stock market and then they take their money through. Yeah, but I don't think that's a reason to go into it. That shouldn't be the case. No, no, I'm not just saying, but I mean, that's something that's that I've logic. learned. Yeah, from from this. I'm not saying that's that. Why that's why rich people stay rich. Yeah, it's quite <laughs> Because literally. there's tax breaks for them. <laughs> Delightful. Glad so. we learned that today. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, quite literally, it's just... Yeah, I mean, that's not a secret though. No, but I didn't know that. Like, I'll be honest. Like, I didn't know that that was the, the how things were set up. That if you make your money through that, then you're able to keep more of it. Um, <laughs> well, when you put it like that. <laughs> but yeah, it's just um, it's been. I can't. I, I, like, so the idea is that you've put you've put in the legwork. You've done you know, you've done a lot of research. Yeah. You sort of toyed around with it. Put in like twenty pounds here, and then talk about diversifying your portfolio because everyone talks about what that is so all that is is just in another way just don't put so all say, your eggs in one basket yeah so you've got 100 pounds and you want to put it in you want to invest it but you don't want to put 100 pounds all in one company because what yeah. if something happens to that company so the way i've diversified myself is based on different regions so i've i've i only manage um so i was strict i was like i'm only gonna pick 10 stocks and then five ETFs. ETFs are exchange traded funds. So it's basically like, it's like buying somebody else's portfolio. Somebody's putting all the hard work to like build their portfolio and then they've put their portfolio on the stock market. So if mm. that person does what I do well, that's that's like a layman's terms of explaining what an ETF is. Um, so yeah, I've so I've picked my 10. So the way I've broken it down is three of them are from Europe. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I've broken it down, and then I've, I've got three UK companies, and then I've got four. The other four are from the US because mm -hmm. the US tends to have all of the high growth ones. Like Etsy's been doing phenomenal for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got Sony lined up, ready. Hopefully, those <laughs> PS Five numbers will come in. <laughs> and yeah, that's another thing that I love about this because it's like you if there's companies and services that you're using on a daily basis, yeah. you can support them, and it's like their success is my success it's like, it's like that's the way i like to think about it it's you help like, me i help you like yeah exactly like look and it's like even for stuff you would look you would love to be able to buy on a daily basis so i've recently got lvmh because um yeah perfect example so i bought lvmh um 
because uh, this feels a bit bad. Um, What's so that for people who don't oh, know? Oh, Louis Vuitton wear. Um, so I bought Louis Vuitton, which is like a parent company of basically everything. Every yeah, pretty much. You'd be surprised what they own. Yeah, they even own Fenty. Like yeah, yeah. Like, well, that wasn't yeah. a surprise, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so they um. They had the. Um, I knew this was coming because I I also own Burberry and Burberry went down. So I was like, "There's no way that LVMH is going to survive because the same people shopping at Burberry are shopping at LVMH." So they went down like thirty percent or something like that. No, th- their numbers were down. Their sales were down like forty five percent revenue or thirty eight. Mm-hmm. One of the two. Um. So naturally, the the sale price went down. Because people are panicking, like, oh, my days, it's not doing well, it's not doing well. Mm. What happens? I come in. I, I was watching it. I was, I'll never forget this. In the morning, I went to the park. I saw the, I saw the news that it came in low. I was like, yes, okay, I'm going to... Time to strike. I, I, yeah, quite literally. I was watching it just dropping, dropping. And the reason dropping. why you want to strike when it's low is that yeah, you can afford the buy share. Buy low, sell high. Like, that's, yeah. that's the game. So, so bad how, news is so good the news, stock, technically. So the price per share was how much So uh, at um, the time? At the time, it, um, so it, they were sitting pretty on um 400. Per four, share? 400 euros per share. Jeez. Which is high. But another thing as well, what makes um free trade and um what's it called and trading two one two amazing? They do fractional shares. Yeah. So you don't even have to buy the whole share anymore. You can literally buy one pounds worth of yeah, of that of share. share. Yeah. So I literally. Um, How much did it drop to? So it dropped down to like I think it was like, and bear in mind that a pound movement in a stock is big deals and whatnot so they dropped i think they lost like maybe 40 quids worth so it went down to like 360 something per Mm -hmm. um per share obviously i got in thinking to myself like look how many people out here are gassed over louis vuitton and all the other companies that they earn of course that stock's gonna go back up and lo and behold in less than a month it's gone back up to 400 Mm -hmm. so it's like i've already gotten in low i've now made a profit and it's going to probably continue to keep going up provided there's no more like further second waves and even if there is which there will be yeah yeah, exactly and even if there is i'll just buy even more when it goes down because i know that it's real value it's being marked down because it's not able to because of fear not because of the reality yeah there's nothing wrong with the product or the business itself it's just it's going through a bad time so it's like yo let me get in there well people are going through a bad time and their spending habits change yeah exactly yeah Yeah. we're not travelling as much so so. and then this idea of so you've diversified your portfolio you've put a little bit based on location oh another thing you can do it based on sectors so I've got like tech stocks I've got my energy stock yeah yeah I've got my yeah So so you do that you diversify and the idea here is that you keep you keep an eye on things but you don't get obsessive because this is meant to be a long-term yeah that's that's a mistake i've i'm trying to wean out of myself like i was watching it because obviously when it's your own money like and this is part of the reason why i want to do small amounts at the beginning because i couldn't imagine if we put down big money and like some of the swings that i've seen like it would have been crazy so that's why i know it might seem small but yeah just put pennies in and just just learn like the feeling well, of it's like, also just, a down day and an up day and right but also being able to stay headstrong that yeah, well exactly. this is this is some this is money i'm putting in i'm not expecting to to see come anything come out of this for the next 10 years yeah exactly yeah so and then also you can um you can diversify and put money in put in uh shares that provide dividends yeah uh, uh yeah so, but, uh, and um, go and do your own research on that. Basically, it, it sounds there's dividend traps out there. It's it sounds alluring. So, oh, okay, if I put if I keep putting money into this, then they'll keep like giving a, me yeah. they'll keep giving me kind of a check every you it's know every once a year or yeah US, two, twice yeah. a year whatever. And basically, it's a percentage coming back to you. Yeah. And I think if you put in big money like millions, then you'll get thousands. Yeah, basically, exactly, yeah. you'll be able to generate passive income just from dividends alone yeah but that's when it that's really not how it works for everyone you'd have to be putting in a big amount of money to see passive income coming through and also as well like naturally um so yeah you'll get your dividend payment but naturally once a dividend pay um stock pays out the stock goes down so the value you might the money you might have made in dividends you might have lost from owning that particular stock do you get yeah so they seeing call the actual those, value of your stock yeah increasing. so they call those ones dividend traps like it's yeah. not so if i see a company's paying a super high dividend i, I get really suspicious because to me it's like 
why are you giving that money away free to your investors when you could be reinvesting that somehow? Yeah. So I don't like, per- this is just me personally, I don't like seeing really, really high dividend rates. But for other people, they're all about those dividends. And yeah. Then, like, Anything to get passive yeah. income. But yeah, so the whole concept of investing is to is to put, put your money in, in smart places, check on it semi-regularly, make sure that the companies you're investing in are performing well and are good companies and companies you're, that align with your values yeah. and companies that you um, you can see a, a bright future yeah, for. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And that's the fun thing. It does yeah. feel good when that company does do well. Like, yeah. you do feel, it's not just like, you're not, it's not, I know it's about the money, but there's also like a good, like for example, I've invested in a green energy company that yeah. makes fuel cells. And so in my mind, when this company does well, I know it's gonna have a massive positive effect on society. Yeah. Like, so there are And some... then you can also invest in betting companies. So, yeah. you know, like- <laughs> or, pick oil, oil. Oil, yeah. So pick whatever thing floats your boat. You don't have to but, be altruistic. you know, maybe, well, you don't have to be, but maybe, maybe try the altruism, maybe try the ethical route. Yeah, and, and a lot Give of... the ethical route a go. <laughs> if you don't like it, you've always got oil. You've always got betting, you know? Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say as well, um, if you are looking for um, ethical stocks, um, the term in the investment world is ESG. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why it's so frustrating. It's so Even just you explaining these things, ETFs, ESG, dividends... What's the other thing you so, said? Yeah, Footsie, Dow yeah. Jones. I've had, I've watched too many programs and seen too many films with Dow Jones and whatever it was mentioned. And people just no concept off. of yeah. what that is. And that's the problem with this whole thing. Is it? It's it, by it design. Is, they don't exactly. want people like they don't want the the worker in the steel mill working out that hold in a second. If I invest some of this money i can be getting they don't want you in yeah. the game they want to be taking all of the coins themselves like and that's why you you lot are called robin hood invest yeah, investors yeah. that's so cool and i'm really happy to be a part of that movement i know we're a bit rough around the edges and not sure what we're doing but <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah just um but just to clear it, it up esg stands for environmental social governance so basically like they're just the the the, the, the stocks from co- their company stocks where the company has got their crap together in terms of like the environmental yeah so so, okay so i think it's important for people to to realize like you haven't this is something you didn't even have a clue about no and i'd say maybe a year ago i started in in december last year like yeah and i'm already up in some cases like majorly like and i've had it just takes work yeah it takes work to understand it to demystify it for yourself but there is so many resources out there. We'll link um, a couple of the YouTubers that Tom yeah, loves. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Every site, you're not in this by yourself as well. Like every, There's like a community yeah, now. Yeah, a big community. Like every Saturday, there's this guy, Info Investors. I have to shout him out because he has been the guy that has helped me out. He's he's taught me how to like analyze stocks and like, because he has a video series called The Fundamentals. So there's so many people out there like that are banding together to help everyone like, and, and the idea yeah. is that you're getting comfortable with it now so that you can start putting in more money. So essentially, assuming emergency funds sorted yeah. and assuming you're putting, you know, you've sorted out your pension, this would be the place where if you've got, if you've got a hundred pounds each month to yeah. put somewhere, you're putting it in this. Yeah, exactly. And that, that is only going to return eventually 10, 20, yeah. 30 years from now. These stocks that you've invested in have had the time and the space to to to, to, to accrue, like, yeah to yeah. grow basically okay just a quick question on how robin hood investors are disrupting the market is that a good thing i in the sense that i get that it's you know it's great that we're disrupting and all oh, you know fuck you lot we're gonna you know come in here and we're gonna do stuff but actually it, if it destabilizes the market then nobody wins you need some stability and predictability so that you know that you're investing in the right things at the right time surely yeah that this, this is the big like this is the big question because it's like I, they were talking about this on bloomberg this morning not this morning yesterday morning like they did a, a little feature on um We'll link it in the description. Yeah, I'll see if I can find it. But <laughs> some people see it as like they're the saviors of the market because like all, all of this excitement, like if a company is doing bad, that they'll just swoop in and like they're bringing new excitement and new energy to these stocks that might seem stale. Okay. Um, 
But then I, you know, and helping companies to recover. Yeah, in that sense. big time. Yeah, so because you got a bunch of people that are putting in. It's like that are desperate to win, <laughs> essentially, and they're not. But it's also like you know when everyone's, you know, if, if there's a charity drive, if everyone here just gave a pound, we'd raise five thousand pounds, right? Mm. Well, if everyone, if every Robin Hood put invested one pound, because that's all they have, but then there's five thousand of you. You've actually bol- like bolstered the yeah. company up five thousand. Yeah, it's just. I, but yeah, I, you I'm, haven't answered re- my question. I, I, I can't answer the question because I don't know how it's going to play out, and I don't want it to be one of those things where yeah, you said this, and now this is what's <laughs> actually happened. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not. I'm sure no one will actually say that to no. me. But my personal feeling is, I think it's a good thing. I feel like. I don't know. It's like the little man can finally wave a stick at the. Yeah, no, I get, I get like, that. Yeah. I just don't know if it's actually good for the system. But it, because uh, the system needs predictability. Yeah. Do you get it? It does. Whereas, whereas if a bunch of Robin Hoods are like, "Oh, we'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it." It's like, <laughs> yeah, but if the company's not good, then maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> it's the, going down for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Which is true. Oh, that is very true. I guess it, it just... Like, there's this old adage which, which keeps coming back at the moment, which is the stock market is not the economy. Because it's yeah. not. It actually is not. Like, the real it's world economy... It's a very economy, different world. It, yeah. And I think that's just going to become more and more and more tr- true. I think it. I think the bad that will happen is, is that the stock market can't really be used as a measuring stick of how well the economy is doing. Yeah. That's the bad that can but be But we done. never should have done that anyway. <laughs> Yeah, right. It's true. We really shouldn't have. Yeah, I think that's that's the bad. But then it's like, who's that bad for? I don't know. Yeah, just, exactly. <laughs> like we'll see how this thing plays out. But my, I'm just, yeah, I'm I'm really happy that I've gotten into investing and like. I'm, I think the the takeaway here is if if Tom can do it in six months, you can. You yeah, can and do. also as well, like going tying back to what we we're talking about earlier, like. Because I've put that time in, the idea of a self-invested pension and, like, being in the position to pick and stuff, like, I'm less scared by that. I, I would yeah. be more confident, like, trying to get us a decent pension pot that we can live on later on in life. Like, it's just, I feel like it, it just goes back to that whole theme. I feel like with finances, like, this whole notion of, like, taking responsibility, like, removing, like, the childlike... Or yeah, bit, waiting like, for someone to save yeah, you it, or spoon-feed you. It, it just... it it comes in throughout because again in investing as well like there's been days like when coronavirus first hit i got yeah. wiped out i yeah. got wiped out i, I was it's not yeah. been plain sailing but yeah. then learning how to recover from that has now emboldened me so that when it just is been, a way for you to chill it's a way for you to see things and just relax yeah no but also as well i learned strategies and and all sorts yeah. like to, to claw back and it was like okay tom you need to rebalance i was overexposed in this particular sector or mm. like it, it just it and now i feel empowered i know okay if i need to rebalance in the future i know what to do or and it's great as well learning about business models or seeing like sitting in calls with like these CEOs when they're doing their earning reports and like yeah you get to hear this space it's like there's free knowledge out there but but it's, it's not designed for us to see it that's yeah the well they yeah. make it like it's not it's like all you got to do is just google some of these terms and it's not as scary as it sounds like ESG investing do you have like, a really great just, movie to watch about all of this is The Big Short yeah perfect movie honestly I would start there just <laughs> like, because they it's just a really I got what's the word is it satirical just a really intelligent take yeah. on how the finance world is so it, it, like you said so your your time is so true it's by design it's designed for the, to be confusing and to be exclusionary and that movie is just so perfect yeah uh, like kind of illustrating the housing crisis through the eyes of uh, people in the finance sector but um yeah this is uh, being... fun fun fact um from what i can see companies that have female ceos or um come or hedge funds that are managed by um females um directors do really really well obviously yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what that means that i mean i don't know why we're surprised but no i'm just throwing that out there so it doesn't come across like it's just for guys like it's because well i think that's the other thing yeah. it, it feels that way but yeah just yeah guys 
I hope you've enjoyed that. M- main takeaways, just to do like a quick summary. Have a look, see. That's the take. The takeaways: yeah, just... have a look, see <laughs> at all these options, and just figure out what floats your boat and what tickles your pickle. Yeah. And I, th- I think we talked in the last one about property, and if that's if that's something that you're thinking about and interested in, that would be, I guess, in oh, addition we didn't to. Even talk about that because that's a lot of um. People's... No, we talked about it last time. No, but I mean, in, in, in relation to pensions, that's a lot of people's fallback. If they didn't have a decent pension pot, they will then buy a property and rent it out. And then they take their income from that. Yeah. But yeah, I... I yeah, that's boring. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> But I just like, feel uh, like property, yes, that's an option. And buy to let and this whole thing. But it's not the only option. And yeah. you can... And again, you know... If or like getting a stake in a business. Like, it's not game over if you don't have pension savings. There are other things you can but do. But as long as you're doing something to to create yeah. stability for yourself in the future. Um, and then also finding the balance between living for the now. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's an endless negotiation. But <laughs> um, but the, 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 the beauty of this is that it's totally your choice. You can decide what you do and you can learn from your mistakes. So... If you want to put all of your money into your workplace pension, that's like you're going ham on that and that's your decision, then that, that's great. But if you want to do half workplace, half investing, or you want to go fully into investing and withdraw your pension, like whatever whatever you need to do to feel like you, you've you got all of the, you know, all of your ducks in a row, then that's that's for you. Like yeah. that's, and that's amazing. Like that has to be, this is your life and this is a way for you to take control of your life when it, when it comes to finance and you know none of us were taught this stuff and that's that's half the problem but we're here now and yeah. we're doing what we can to to it's get to get by right now but also we're doing what we can to think about how we can set ourselves up and build generational wealth yeah and, and that's what's, all i think that. that's the most important thing that i hope can come from this if our generation can finally get on top of this and not just be slaves to it hopefully we can set up the kids that the kids to come yeah. or your your nieces and nephews like let's not let's not let them suffer in the confusion like we might have like let's, yeah this let's, whole thing's classist so now. yeah exactly you're so true you're so right yeah. cool well this was fun thanks yeah, i hope Tom. you guys took something away from this um and hopefully it wasn't too much the same like the one before no but i also also think it was thank you for explaining those things it was really uh yeah. helpful and there's more to learn like just yeah yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't want to come across like I'm an advisor. I'm not. No, like, are you going to give I'm another five minute as... disclaimer? Is that about to happen? No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anywho, guys, good luck. Get, get your ETFs and get out of here. Am I right? Exchange traded fund. Get get the uh, get your dividends. Pop pop them in, and then get them back out. I'm trying to think what other jargony terms that just. Well, you know when the Dow Jones goes down, you yeah, got to get Dow those... Jones confused you the got hell that... out of me. I didn't... Yeah. What... What else confused me? Um, treasuries and bonds. I don't know about your confu- footsie, but my footsie's suffering <laughs> right now. Footsie stands for... Um, no one cares. Financial <laughs> Times. Something, something. Finan- <laughs> Basically, okay. Financial Times sponsored the London Stock Exchange's um, index. Joe, well, thanks, everyone. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. Till next time. Oh, damn it. I, you know, I'm going to include my um, Trading212 code in the description. So if... I what will happen is you will get a free stock and I will get a free stock as well and I'll do the same for um, free trade as well so yeah I'll add those in there links will be in the description just help, help them out yeah you're not you're helping <laughs> each other out because you never know you might get a Tesla stock and like that's that's two grand oh just they just the, they just yeah, pull, every pull week, one out yeah you pull one out the hat and you don't they know pull one out the hat get. and just give it to you yeah that's it <laughs> You might get Apple, like well. Or I hope Amazon. you hope you get a Tesla stock, yeah. and I uh, hope the listeners get an Apple one, and we're all going to be happy yeah. and rich. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, if I got a Tesla stock for free, I'd be. I I might take. I that reckon one they're out. not going to have that. I don't think that's no. An they do do. They, it's, really? it's in the terms. Of, I don't get why wow. they're doing this, but yeah, they give free stocks every Thursday. It's it's what's your to free who? stock day on free trade? To how many? Uh, it depends on how many people sign up. So if you sign up, I will get free stock. You'll oh, get free I stock. see. I see. Okay. Well, yeah, you can make money from that. You can. You're allowed to sell it within after thirty days. Okay. But yeah, anywho, yeah. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening. Um, hopefully you took something away. Get on top. Be responsible for your own cash and your own future. And let's get this money. Let's get these coins.
Yeah, and then get the ETFs and get your dividends, pop them in, <laughs> get them out, squeeze them out, put them back in, and then we're all good. Am I right, ladies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. bye. Bye.